happy marriage is the union. A happy marriage is the union of two good. A happy marriage is the union of two good forgivers. You have to, for those that are married, you know what goes on in the home. <laughs> there are sometimes discussions that, that escalate and you have to forgive one another. And all those that were married said, Wow. <laughs> well, that was like a flat tire. I'll tell you what. Glory to God. Maybe we'll have marriage classes or something. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, Wednesday night was a good night. I thought that was excellent. Uh, the video, we saw Let There Be Light. Um, just tell those that weren't here, they missed it good because it was a challenging video. A video that took different turns. And uh, it even started off in the college and the college students were applauding. I won't tell you what they applauded, but You'll have to catch it next time around. We can bring it up. All right, glory to God. Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks as we look to your word, Father God. We thank you, Lord, that your Holy Spirit opens our eyes of understanding, Father God. And Father God, we celebrate, Father God, also the mothers this day in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, today we celebrate Mother's Day. They are the glue that holds the family together. Well. And so I say thank you, moms, for all that you stand for and all that you accomplish. Glory to God. Uh, blessed are all women, in fact, who honor the Lord. You got that? Okay. Um, there's a Mother's Day, Mother's Day card. You know, those Mother's Day cards, you've seen them. Some of you saw them. Some of you picked them out. Some of you received them, you know. There's a Mother's Day card that reads on the front. Mom... I, I remember that little prayer you always would say to me every day. Let me say that again. Mom, I remember that little prayer that you used to say to me every day. And then you open it up, you know, then, you know it says all that. That's beautiful. Isn't that great that the child remembers exactly what you said or the mom said or you remember what, you, what your mom said to you? When, when you know, open up, the card that says, God so help you if you ever do that again. <laughs> yeah, that's a prayer. <laughs> oh, some of you are not relishing those words, but when dad was at work, mom would display the, the board of correction. Or apply the Board of Correction, I'll put it that way. Uh, kids can be challenging, but they are precious gifts from God. Amen? Now, have you ever built or remodeled a house? I know some of you are going through that. Uh, there are four principles that you need to know. 
One, it will take more time than you planned. <laughs> Something happens, you know. Two, it will cost more than you figured. Three, it will be messier than you anticipated. And four, it will require more patience than you thought possible. Four things. So, uh, building, that's, that's, that's a house building, or remodeling a house, but building a home has a same, takes the four same principles in life. Glory to God. So if you'll turn with me to Psalms 127. That's Psalms 127. Glory. That's Psalms 127, beginning with verse 1. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Wow. We must dedicate our homes to God. We must dedicate our homes to God because God created the family. Okay. Uh, this is His design, and He knows how it should function or best function. Okay. The building of a house illustrates the creation of a, of a family. You know, we need to do that. Okay. Let's go on. Uh, Psalms 127, looking at verse 2. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, and to eat the bread of sorrows. For he giveth his love, for he giveth his beloved sleep. If we're to build a family, we have to have priorities. Children need our presence. Being there, not our gifts. So we need to make our families a priority. You know, this is Mother's Day, but this could be both shared with dads also. Again, we, we should make our family a priority. No one ever said at their deathbed, I wish I spent more time at the office. Yeah, so I wish I would have been spent more time with my kids and so forth, but nobody said I should have spent more time at the office. No, so it's, we need to have our priorities set. Too many of us are focused on, on jobs and all that type of stuff and not putting the emphasis. You know, jobs are good. It, it, it supports the family, but if the family is, becomes disarrayed, it's, your job's not doing any good and you're just going to, it's wasteful. You can't take your job to heaven, but you sure can take your family to it, to heaven. So we need to have our priorities set. Um, looking at verse, uh, Psalms 127, looking at verse 3. Lo, children are an inheritance of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. Wow. Realize that God, the children are God's blessings. He says they're, they're a reward, so children are God's blessings. Think of that, Laurel. <laughs> You got 50 of them running around. <laughs> but sometimes we think children as a burden. Oh, can't you get anything right? I told you to clean up your room. How many times have you ever had you clean up your In fact, 
Someone say it. <laughs> Wife tells me, clean up your room. <laughs> and she's right. My room looks like a, a tornado went through it. Uh, so she, she's got a big kid on her hands. <laughs> uh, so raising kids or, or a family isn't an easy job. A family can be a challenge. Oh, boy. So, Psalms 127, looking at verse 4. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. What it's telling us here is we need to prepare our children. As arrows are in your hand, we need to prepare our children for what's ahead of them. And what do you do? You shoot the arrow. You know, they say, you got a quiver full? You, got two. you get rid of them, right? Oh, good thing they're gone. <laughs> but you have to show them a target, give them a target. As parents, we need to give our, our children a target. Glory to God. And teach them to know the difference and how to avoid certain things. I mean, you know, some of us make mistakes as parents and we allow that to follow through on our kids. You know, uh, we say, uh, do as I say, don't do as I do. And they say, well, I see what you're doing. I'm going to do it anyway. So we need to really clean up our own act and prepare for our kids for, for, for life. Amen. You need to raise, raise them up to be a positive difference in life. To have them make an impact on the world for the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, uh, I should have brought some. We just talked about some uh, mini, uh, uh, missions here. Uh, these people are making an impact. You're making an impact because you're supporting them. And they can do a work out there. So, I mean... Uh, wait till, I hope I can find the paperwork on the statistics of the one place, what they're doing. The number of kids and adults, well, mainly kids, what they have brought into the kingdom of God. And, uh, well, we brought a few kids ourselves into the kingdom of God. And we, you that have been in the children's church, you need to pray for those kids. You know, they may not have someone shooting them right. So your prayers can redirect them. It's, don't think it, they can't. Okay, Psalms 128. Verse 1, Blessed is everyone that fears the Lord that walks in his ways. As parents, we are to set the standard or the model for them, for our children to follow, not Some music idol, not some sports idol, because uh, uh, I remember they had somebody that, that was a sports idol. They thought he, he was the greatest at what he was doing, but you look at his life off the court, it was a trash heap. You don't want that. But kids see idols. Oh, I like to be like them. You know, they're looking, they're, they're, they're famous, they got all the glitz and glamour, you know, and everybody's. Uh, just, just wanting to get their autograph, you know, they want to be like that. 
That's not what it should be. They should be, I, like the, I, like, I want to be like, just like mom. I want to be just like dad. They're, they're giving me something. They've given me something to, to go with. They've given me spiritual life. They've given me eternal life. Those other people are not going to give you that. They're going to bring you down. Most of those people are on the drug scene anyway. Hello. We must communicate our truths not only by words, but by our actions. We must also show them that we have a close relationship with the Lord. They ought to see us praying. Or we need to have uh, family devotions together. Well, when, when my kids were younger, we had, if, I, if I was home, we had, of course, I had a rotating shift, so sometimes I wasn't at home. But when I was home, we, right after supper, we put the dishes away. We went into the living room. We opened our Bibles. Well, we opened their Bible because it was a children's Bible. And I said, all right, pick out a story. And so they would pick out stories. And Pooh said, oh, always the same story almost every, every day because they like what was going on. But we read it, and, and, we, and we asked him questions, you know. You know look, look what God did for this individual, how God, well, David and Goliath was with their back. Look what God did. He was a, a little kid, but he beat the giant. And you are little kids, and you can beat the giant. And as you get bigger, you'll be able to beat any giant that comes around. And soon the, you, you bring something into them, knowing that they are with God. God is with you, with them, and that they can accomplish things. So, you know, I don't, most of us don't have little kids, but we, once in a while we've got a young one. You need, we need to just mold them into that family devotion because they see that mom and dad are doing it. They are wanting to, you know, it says, train, train up a child in the way he shall go, and when he grows old, he will not depart from it. Well, of course, we know that when they get out on their own, mom's not dad's not here. Oh, glory to God. You know. And, you know, they get out there, but uh, your prayers, you still, they're still your children. You pray for them. And it, it'll turn them around. Sometimes you wonder when, but <laughs> it will happen. Glory to God. You know, some of us that are, that are we got white hair because of the kids. <laughs> okay. So you have to show them that you have a relationship, and they should have develop a relationship themselves, that they should say, today's Sunday, we need to go to church. Dad, it's Sunday, it's not football, come on. Uh, you know, kind of drives a stake in your heart because they be know better than you sometimes. Okay? Or, we need to pray. And just later on when, when the kids were, you know, I, I've told this story that Matt's car went down and I tried to fix it and I couldn't do it. And said, forget it. I know what, I, forget it. We'll just take it to, to the mechanic down there because I know it's not going to work. We're going to have to do this. And Matt went to his mom and said, Dad can't fix it. He says that nobody can fix it. And, and he said, let's pray. There you go. They prayed. 
They told me to go back in there and try it again. It just, the, thing, the transmission went right in together. I said, okay, I, I give up on it. <laughs> so if you teach your children, I mean, Matt still goes through, his, he says he still goes through his confessions daily when he, you know, he lives in, down in L.A. and they, they got that, they got, not only they got smog, they got bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic. And so he says, he doesn't put the radio on, he goes through his confessions, and he, does, and he goes through his confessions daily, and he's doing well. You know, he's still working on his first million, <laughs> but he's doing well. Uh, he's liked at his job. He's uh, not second command, but he's, in, in, he's on a high plateau, so he's making, he's making good money. And he, gets, and he likes to travel. He goes to France, and oh, he's gone to Israel. I had to borrow some of his time or something. <laughs> so, you know, I'd like to go to Israel. Do you think you can? Well, anyway, <laughs> he's doing well. And, and it's, it's good. I mean, uh, two of my sons are doing well. The third one, I tell you what, he's a, he's a tough one. And that's one I have to pray about. Yeah. But I need to pray for all three of them because they're, they, they could use a little bit better uh, honing. Okay. Uh, so don't give up on your kids. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, we're going to go to the book of Proverbs next. So that's the next book over after Psalms, right? Proverbs. And you want to go to Proverbs, the first chapter. In Proverbs chapter 1. Now, the word Proverbs is quite interesting. In the, in, the, in the Hebrew, it means to rule or govern. Proverbs means to rule or govern. It means Proverbs is a wisdom holder, and its purpose is to rule with its heavenly light on man's conduct on earth. Because it's wisdom. It's a conduct for man to rule on earth. So that's what Proverbs is. Proverbs is a wisdom holder, and its purpose is to rule with a heavenly light, put heavenly light on man's conduct on earth. Uh, this, is a grace this is grace indeed that God should place his wisdom at the disposal of man. Wow, did you ever think that God's going to give you his wisdom, and it's at your disposal? And it's written down. Wow. Some of you are saying, mm, okay. How many read Proverbs? Don't raise your hands. You know, there's how many Proverbs? How many chapters in Proverbs? 31. And how many days are in a month? 30. 20, well, if you're going February, you got, you know. But there's 30, 31. So on, on, on the one that has less, you have to read two Proverbs on the last day. If it's not 31 days, it's 30 days. So you need to get into Proverbs. I told you about the individual that was flunking in school. His sisters, you know, sometimes we have uh, 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 siblings that are older than us, and they go to through schools, and they are brilliant. And so when you come into the class, oh, you're, you're so-and-so's brother or sister. You know, they were so good. I'm expecting the same of you. And you are a dud. 
This, this is what happened to this individual. He was a dud. His, his older sisters went through, and when he came to the class, oh, we're expecting great things of you. Yeah, he was a dead. He was making high Ds. And, uh, in fact, he had to take a couple of grades over. To, you know, he was, everybody else was this tall in class, and he was like this. <laughs> so, <laughs> Anyway, someone told him, convinced him, start memorizing some Proverbs. Take a, take a little verse and memorize Proverbs. He says, that's not going to work. He says, I can't even memorize what I'm supposed to be doing it for class. So he started on it. He started memorizing a little verse of Proverbs. And pretty soon he got, pretty soon he was doing pretty good. He was applying more to the Proverbs than his work at school. But God says, if you do my work, that what you do on the outside, I will help you a lot. And so he was, he was getting down Proverbs real well, and soon his grades started going up like this. He graduated and he went to college. And he became a uh, motivational speaker. And he was a great motivational speaker, did great things. And he owned it all, owes it all to the book of Proverbs because he took that, took words of Proverbs. I wish I would have did that with my kids. Unfortunately, I didn't. But uh, for those that have young kids, get Proverbs in them because it says what it is. It's wisdom. And there's another book that has wisdom. It's, it's the book of, uh, in the New Testament, uh, Ephesians is it's also wisdom, but we need to get wisdom into our kids. So take, okay, we got, I said we go down to Proverbs, okay? Um, let me see. This, this grace, speaking of Proverbs, this grace indeed that God should place his wisdom at the disposal of a man, giving order to man's happiness and to his walking in safe places in the midst of confusion, evil, and danger. So we go to Proverbs chapter 1, looking at verse 8. My son, hear the instructions of thy father. All right, dad, you got something to do here. Hear the instructions of thy father. And, look at it, it continues on, and forsake not the law of thy mother. So here we go, moms, dads and moms. We always say, you know, the dad's got it, but here it says, don't forsake the words of your mother. Oh, glory to God, hallelujah. Again, Proverbs is a tremendous book, and it gives a description of a great woman who, all, who also is a great wife and mother. So go to the end of Proverbs and you'll find the... What chapter? Anybody? 31. Proverbs 31 chapter. It speaks of women, moms. Oh, glory to God, hallelujah. Proverbs 31, 
Look at verse 28, Proverbs 31, 28. Her children, children rise up and call her blessed. The kids are going to say, my mom's blessed. She blesses me. And her husband also, and he shall praise her. Glory to God. The whole family is, is, is in love with their mom and the wife. Glory to God. The children rise up and call her blessed, and her husband also praises her. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for moms. If it wasn't for moms, we wouldn't be here. Proverbs 31. We're still there, right? Let's drop down to uh, go up to verse 10. Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is above, far above rubies. Glory to God. A wife, that, this means a wife has noble character. She's far more worthy of praise than rubies. Both her both the children and husband praise her. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies? Verse 11 says, And her husband doth safe, safely trust in her, so that he shall also have no need of spoil. Glory to God. Hallelujah. A great woman does more than give birth to children. She is described as trustworthy in verse 11 there. She's described as trustworthy. It means her character. She can be dependent upon. Amen. She's reliable and responsible. Glory to God. She's not one of those airheads. <laughs> well, some of you... <laughs> some of you are laughing. I don't know about your wives now. <laughs> Her husband can put her husband has confidence in her, in her and her children know that she's dependable. Amen. Glory to God. When you got up in the morning, mom had the breakfast ready. She had lunch lunch, you know, here's a little lunch. I'm talking about kids. She had the lunch pail set up, all set to go. I mean, she had your clothes set out. She was dependable. Glory to God. No. Do I have to have peanut butter tonight today again? Peanut peanut butter sandwiches. No, she always put some kind of snack in there. You know. A good rounded meal. A sandwich, some type of fruit, uh, thermos of milk, you know. Some cookies. I mean, you know, you can't get can't get get out there without cookies. You know, boy, you can smell that bakery at night. Boy, she's making cookies for tomorrow morning. Glory to God, Hallelujah! I know what I'm getting. Peanut butter cookies at my lunch meal. It didn't make it past. Didn't get to lunch time. By the time I got off the bus. <clears throat> The peanut butter cookies were gone. You know. The fruit took a little longer time to get. <laughs> or there was a time you, you know, what do you got for lunch? You look at it, oh, I'll trade you this for that. Anybody ever do that? No, I guess not. Some of you, yes. Some of you had to go to the cafeteria and get cafeteria food. You know, no can't trade there. Hello. 
Glory to God. Hallelujah. 31, chapter 31 in Proverbs. We want to look at verse 12. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. Glory to God. She's described as benevolent. Benevolent. benevolent okay. Um, marriage. In marriage, she is a good partner. Um, she makes a positive contribution to the well-being of her companion, the husband, and to her children. Glory to God. She knows how to spell the word love by the words give and help her. Do you ever think of spelling love that way? Giving and helping? Think about that. Let's go drop uh, Proverbs 31, 31. She gives her, she, uh, give her the fruit of, uh, uh, fruit of her hands and lets her own works praise her in the gates. She's, here she's described as industrious. Uh, her work continues from sunrise to sunset and well beyond. A mom's job is not done at sunset. You know, you got the baths to give them baths to give and, you know, put the kids down and all that type of stuff. Boy. Uh, verse 27, Psalms 31, 27. She looketh well to the ways of her household and eateth not the bread of idleness. She's industrious. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. Some of you, I tell you what, I don't know where you're, at, where you're at this morning. Verse 25. She stre strength and honor are her, are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. In other words, she, she has a great self-image and confidence. Because her husband recognizes and appreciates her value. That's why she has the confidence. If, if, if the husband is appreciative of the wife, she values herself and she becomes more confident in what she does around the house and on the job. Glory to God. She's queen of the house. She turns the king's head whichever way it goes. She wants. <laughs> Amen. Verse 20. She stretched out her hand to the poor. Yea, she reaches forth her hands to the needy. She's, be, she's described as being compassionate. Also compassionate towards her husband and, and children and those outside the family circle. She's compassionate. She's willing to go the extra mile. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, for, thank you, moms. Thank you, women. Glory to God. Drop down to verse 26. She opens her mouth with wisdom. Oh, glory to God. There it is. No idle talk out of this woman. 
And her tongue is a law of kindness. Oh, glory to God. She makes constructive use of her tongue. She speaks positive things. She soothes her, her, her voice, her, her um, communication, heals injuries. She, wear, she speaks words of encouragement. Glory to God. We all need that. To arouse people into action. She's a cheerleader to the kids. Oh, you can do it. Come on. Come on. Little Sammy, little, little Betsy, you can do it. You can do it. She's a cheerleader. That's why they got the soccer moms out there. I tell you, don't get, don't get in the way of a soccer mom if you call something wrong. I tell you what, that's my kid out there. He did it right. You know. She's a cheerleader for those kids. She, she knows that, hey, this is going to help them out in the future by developing uh, certain things. Patience, uh, commitment. Think about it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Proverbs. Let's go back to Proverbs. Change to Proverbs 18. Proverbs chapter 18. Oh, glory to God. And the men are going to say amen here. Proverbs 18, verse 22. Whosoever findeth a wife finds a good thing. And obtains favor of the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Good gifts always come from God. God wants the wife to be the best gift to her husband and children. Not an amen there at all. Boy. Every child deserves the right to be wanted and accepted and appreciated. That's where that mom comes in, because she's around those all the time. You know, how many have fallen off, off your scooter or your skates, and you, or you tripped and fell, jump roping or something, and you come with that bruise on your knee or, or elbow, and, oh, mom, that boo-boo hurts, and she just helps it out, you know. Children appreciate their mom. They should appreciate your mom. Amen. Glory to God. Because you're doing it. Okay. The husband has much to contribute towards helping his wife become a great woman and mother. Husbands, you need to just build your wife up. Especially in front of the children. We, we shouldn't argue in front of our kids. Unfortunately, once in a while that does happen. I mean, there are discussions, and sometimes discussions do escalate, and the kids hear it. Um, learn to curb those things. Accept your wife as a, a precious gift from God. She needs your support, your encouragement, and your partnership. She needs to know that you're behind her in, in the things that she's called to do. Amen, said all the men. Oh, glory to God. Okay, let's now turn to the New Testament just briefly. And we want to go to 1 Peter. That's 1 Peter 
First Peter chapter 3. First Peter chapter 3, looking at verse 7. Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor to the wife as a weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. Wow. Guys, this is a rough one. If we're not doing things right with the wife, when you pray, your prayers are being short-sheeted, so to speak. It's not getting there. You've got to be good to the wife so that your prayers will be heeded, received. Eh, they do have something over us, don't they? <laughs> okay, we're going to look at a few women in the Bible. So, one of the first women in the Bible is outside of Eve. You go to, we'll go to Sarah, Abraham's wife. In chapter 21 of, of uh, Genesis, chapter 21 of Genesis, uh, Sarah demonstrates her faith and obedience while believing God's promises. Now, she gets a promise from God saying, you're going to have a child. I tell you what. And it took for that promise to come to pass 15 years. Oh, that's a woman of faith. To hang on to a promise for 15 years. Most of us, after two weeks, say, well, God's promise doesn't work. It's been a month and a half. God's promise doesn't work. I've been waiting for a year. God's promise hasn't come to pass. It's, it's got, and somebody will agree with you. Yeah, it's not going to come to pass. This woman didn't believe that. She believed for 15 years she was going to have a kid. Glory to God. And it says that she rejoiced. She had laughter. That the Lord had promised her a gift of a child. Glory to God. Uh, in Genesis chapter 25, we find another woman. Her name is Rebecca. Rebecca, chapter 25. Look at this. 25, look at verse 23. And the Lord said unto Rebecca, Two nations are in thy womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels. And the one people shall be stronger than the other, and the elder shall serve the younger. And when her days were to be delivered, were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb. So we have Esau and Jacob. Okay. And she said, okay, the younger would would rule over the elder. So she kept that in her mind. But as they grew older, her husband, Isaac, says, I'm dying. I've got to give my blessing to my oldest. And already Esau messed up by selling his, or giving his blessing, uh, first, firstborn blessing to his younger brother. For a pot of beans. Okay. But you know. She, 
she was going to make sure that Jacob was going to get the blessing. And so she brings in deception to follow God's promise. Well, that's not quite what it should have been. It did. Uh, Psalms 20, uh, pardon me, Genesis 27, 13 says, And his mother said unto him, Upon me be thy curse, my son. Only obey my voice and go fetch them. That's the, that's the, the meal that uh, Esau was to make for his father. And so she said, Go get a goat and we'll all fix the savory uh, food. And you take the goat's hair and you put it on your arms and your chest and all that type. When your father... Oh, you're going to be just like your brother Esau, all hairy, with, with the smell of the outdoors. Jacob wasn't that way. He was smooth, skin, so forth. So there was, there's that mother doing the best for her child and trying to follow God's rule of order, but she kind of stepped out of it with deception. Then let's go to Genesis chapter 29. We're looking at moms this morning. Genesis chapter 29, looking at verse 16. And Laban had two daughters. Uh-oh. The name of the elder was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. Leah was tender-eyed. But Rachel was beautiful and well favored. <laughs> look at what the, look at what the uh, Amplified says, verse seventeen. Leah's eyes were weak and dull looking, but Rachel was beautiful and more attractive. Uh oh. Leah and Rachel were sibling sisters who shared the same husband. Uh oh. But God blessed both of them, for their sons would form the twelve tribes of Israel. They were blessed. They became blessed. Let's go back. Let's back up uh, or go forward into the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter two. In Exodus chapter two, glory to God, Hallelujah. Verse one, and there was, and there went a man out of the house of Levi and took a wife, a daughter of Levi. Her, and her name was Joshabed. And the woman conceived and bare a son. And when she saw that he was goodly child, she hid him for three months. Uh, at that, that time, all the male children were being uh, killed by Pharaoh. We didn't want the male children to come forth. Uh, Joshabed, the mother of Moses, had a plan to save her, her son. And God blessed that, that plan. And she made an ark put the baby in it and shoved it out in the water. And uh, Pharaoh's daughter comes walking by and says, the baby crying. And well, you know the story. She took him in and she said, I need to, uh, someone to nurse this baby. And so Miriam, the older sister, says, oh, I know somebody that would do that. And so Joshua had got to take care of her son and, and raised him up to a certain extent, understanding the Hebrew people. And, of course, we know what happened after that. Um, Moses went on to lead the Hebrew people out of captivity of, of Egypt. Um, then, you go, then we can go to the book of Ruth. Ruth chapter 2. 
All right. In the book of Ruth, we have Naomi, Naomi, the mother-in-law, who shared her faith with her two, two uh, daughters-in-law. Ruth followed Naomi, of course, and married Boaz, and they became, Ruth and, and Boaz became the great-grandparents of King David. Wow. A blessing here, a blessing, because she shared, Naomi shared her faith with, with Ruth, and Ruth says, I'm going to go with you because you have the right God. Glory to God. Uh, in 1 Samuel, chapter 1, we have Hannah. She didn't have any children. Uh, and she made a promise to God, uh, if you give me a son, I'll, I'll, I'll give him to you. And so God heard her, her cry, and she birthed Samuel. And then after Samuel was weaned, she brought him to Eli, who was a prophet and priest at that time. And he raised Samuel from that point on in the ways of the Lord. Glory to God. And Samuel became a great prophet of God. Uh, that's First uh, Samuel one one eight. Okay, and one twenty. Then we can go all the way into the book of New Testament. Let's look at Luke te New New Testament. The book of Luke, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Luke chapter one. Glory to God. Hey, these are great women. Luke chapter 1. Verse 13, it says, But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. Well, Elizabeth believed in miracles, and she got her son. John the Baptist, glory to God. And John the Baptist was anointed because when Mary came forth, John the Baptist had that anointing and he started jumping up and down in her, in her womb because, hey, the Savior's here. Man, that's something else. Oh, glory to God. Um, I don't have the uh, numbers on this. I was going to get uh, In the book of Acts, you recall the, uh, a lady called Priscilla. Her husband was Aquila. And um, they came, uh, and, uh, came to Apollos who needed uh, instruction about the ways of God. So, you know, um, Priscilla was described as an effective mentor to Apollos, both a, a, a Priscilla and Aquila were leaders of this church that introduced Apollos to the ways of God. Um, then we go back, back to the Old Testament. We find Esther. Um, she was brave and courageous. She risked her life to save others. She used her influence to bring glory to God. Amen. Deborah, who's also in the book of Judges, 
was a prophet and a judge of Israel. She had courage, compassion, and zeal for justice. These are women. Um, I can't pronounce this, this name. Uh, it's, it's in the book of Judges. It's Caleb's daughter. And uh, Caleb gave her a portion of the land. And she was bold enough to say, Father, I wish, since you've given that, there's a place over here. My land is, is good and plentiful, but right next to it is a parcel that has springs of water and, and, and it has fruit and vines growing. Would you give that to me? And she said, sure, daughter, you can have it. So we see a woman... can stop speaking anybody, especially dad, around her finger to get what she wants anyway, okay? Um, she stepped out in faith, claimed additional blessings for her family because she was bold enough to speak out. We need, our, our, we, we need women to speak out for their families more often. Don't be quiet, ladies. Sometimes you can be a greater blessing to your family by speaking out and bringing, you know, especially when you speak to the Lord, Lord, I want you. I want you to bless my son. I want you to bless my daughter. I want you to bless this family with this. Be bold about it. You know, well, you know, it's the, up to husband. No, sometimes the wife has more insight on certain certain things, and you can bring that blessing to the family. And all the women said, Amen. "Well, some of you are right." Okay. In closing, well, you, well I didn't quite make it this time. <laughs> You're still getting out a little bit earlier. She wondered last week. <laughs> In conclusion, ladies and moms, you have a great future before you. Continue to walk in the ways of the Lord and find the covenant blessings. You will find the covenant blessings will never leave you and your loved ones. When you walk with the Lord, the covenant blessings will never leave you or your loved ones. So glory to God. Thank you, moms. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Anybody any prayer this morning? Okay. Bring, bring them forward. Bring them forward, please, John.